Welcome to Hamstrings and Heartstrings, where running is great. Except when it's not. I'm Ellie. Hey. Hey. And I'm Chris. We just recorded a podcast before the podcast, everybody. Yeah. So if you were listening before you thought you were going to listen, you heard the pre-show. Congratulations. That's what happens every time Chris and I talk, and then we're like, we should probably start recording sometime here. Sometimes, sometimes you're running before you think you're running. Yes, and we were we're the sprint to the finish. <laughs> so we started out a little fast. Yes. So how's your running going, Chris? Well, remember last week when we talked about what's going to happen. Is Chris going to be a runner this week? Is Chris going to not be a runner this week? Well, um, kids and dogs, I was not a runner last week. I am going running after this podcast. Oof. Well, at least it'll be cool. I'm going to eat some ice cream after this podcast because I've had a crazy sweet tooth the past four days, and the only sweet thing in my house is ice cream. Hot and dang. I just haven't been able to, haven't been able to make that happen. Um, so I've had, um, I've had, uh, COVID tests and strep tests and, uh, lots of, uh, fun times that have, uh, basically kept me indoors. And I know a lot of people go, oh, I do this with my kid and then I still go running and I do that and I still go It was running. also like a hundred degrees. Yeah. It was it's a million, hot, everybody. it was a million billion and, um, no, I, I didn't. I'm, I'm gonna. I didn't, but I'm gonna. Yes, you are. And you're gonna text me when you're done. Well, so I'm, I, I was supposed to be going. We were supposed to start this podcast at uh, 8.15, and I uh, fixed that and changed it. And uh, we're going a little bit later, let's say. Um, but I'm still gonna go running after this podcast and it's going to be fabulous because it's going to be night running and who doesn't love night running you doesn't love night run ellie raised her hand that's why that's why my headlamp only goes for three hours okay 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 this is a now see this is what we call serendipity ellie pal woman yes ultra runner Extraordinary. Okay, stop saying that. I really haven't ran. Okay. I runner. Okay, so girl wins uh Green Lakes 50k outright to Water Gap 50k outright. You run ultras. Last year. You haven't All right. Can we like so I keep getting the I've got I keep getting these invitations to run like 100k's something K's stage races. Like I got this like offer today for next June, June, 2020, a 2021 to go to some place that begins with an S maybe Slovenia. I don't know to run a stage race that is 250 K total. And the other people in this race are like Maggie Guterall, like people where I'm like, like, like the the Maggie of Big's backyard, the Maggie of Barkley. And I'm like, if she's in that, I should not be there. And so I'm just like, where are these people getting their information that I have run on anything besides a road in like a year? 
no, I, I think that that I love your perspective on this. And, and this is something I honestly want to talk about for about four hours. Um, okay. Because, because it's not saying that I can't do it, but it's also saying like right now I don't want to, I really like training on the road. I like it that my long run caps out at 85 minutes. I really like what I'm doing right now. And so like, even though that sounds maybe epic or like really cool opportunity, it's in a year. And also with the way America's going, I'm not allowed in your country. So, uh, I gotta say, I don't plan that far in advance. If I'm allowed in your country, I'm not allowed back in mine. <laughs> even, even take COVID out of all of this. I love this as a topic. I want to take it all the way down to, uh, pigs and bunnies. I want to take it, but down to chalk on a chalkboard. Oh my God, you're a runner. Let's go run. Well, I can't run with you. I only run 30 minutes a day on a treadmill. Well, I only run uh, 5K around my neighborhood. Well, I only run for an hour a day. Well, I only run, you know, I've only run a half marathon. Well, I've only run a marathon. Well, I've never run on trails before. Like those, that limitation kind of idea but I want to take it the other way. And I don't want to say like, just because you, you run, um, you can run with me. We'll run together. But I want to go the other way. I want to go like, you are, you've won some 50 Ks outright, but you don't consider yourself an agro super trail runner. You consider yourself a runner. Now, now, if somebody wants to invite you to Crazy Town, you might say, yeah, I've won races and I'm a good runner. I think of myself as somebody who's fit, but that race is not for me. Like the 200 milers that started showing up, right? Like just because I won... A hundred K outright don't invite me to a 200 miler. Right. So knowing sort of knowing your role yeah. and knowing your place. And I've never been in that position, but when you first, when you just said that to me, it totally struck a chord with me. Like, yeah, that's not your style. That's not your thing. That's not what you love. That's not what you enjoy. None of those things are what I think of Ellie Pella. I think of Ellie Pella as like, get it done, girl. You know, <laughs> like, like not, uh, not like, um, well, there's another mountain. Guess I'll figure that out overnight, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, let's run this fast because I got chairs to sit in and I want to sit in them. (laughs) Uh, No, I I guess it's like not even flattering. It's like, where did you get, like, where where did you get my name? Do you know who I am at all? Like, you know, it's just, and and I'm not mad. I just responded, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's really far out. I don't really plan that far. And I... I'm doing some other things in training right now. Like I was very nice, but it, when I got this and I was like, all right, I'll read the race packet. Cause it didn't have much information. And I was like, okay, uh, 
I don't know uh, where this is coming from, but uh, no thank you. And I mean, and this is not me humble bragging. Like I'm not, I don't like want people to be like, no, you're a great ultra runner. It's like, there are certain things I enjoy. There are certain things that my body does better at. And like, that's what I would rather do. I, I also think that and I got, I was in, um, I fell into this trap when I first started ultra running. And I think a lot of people do is like, they want to do like the next epic thing. They want to like find the next hardest, gnarliest thing. And I fell into that trap for like a year and I didn't really like, it didn't fill me up. I, I didn't like it. And so once I finally started just like, whatever I want to do, whatever my body feels best doing, that's what I'm going to do. That's kind of when I, hey, crazy, that's when I started getting faster and enjoying the sport a lot more. So, I mean, to be fair, yeah, Barkley's cool. Yeah, like this race might be cool, but hey, I also like to run on the road. So that's cool too. Yeah, well, we can, uh, I mean, I love and recommend the race that eats its own in the Barkley documentary. I recommend that to anybody. Like they want to, they want to know and learn something about ultra running and want to see something crazy. I go watch this, you know, but to me, that isn't even ultra running. It's walking and orienteering. So, I mean, if somebody honestly wanted to get started into ultra running, that's the last thing I would show them. Cause that's like the farthest thing away from what an actual ultra is. Right. But, but it's the most accessible to them. And then if I can, I will have them find like race against the sun and I will, I will start to get them closer because we don't have a lot of documentaries about green lakes ultra or mind the ducks or, you know, um, oil Creek 100. Like there's not a ton of, this is actually what ultra running looks like. What about unbreakable? Yeah. Unbreakable is Western states, right? But again, that's something that I would I would steer them towards. I even tell people to go watch a couple marathon movies. Just the idea of like when what happens is somebody goes, "Oh my God, I saw this thing about somebody else doing a thing, and it sounded like a thing that you do." And I go, "Well, you know, I haven't done that." thing but i did this thing and this thing is similar you know spirit of the marathon which is oh geez i gotta say it's probably 2012 2010 spirit of the marathon was uh dina caster and it was when dina caster was uh training for the chicago marathon it watched uh i guess the documentary was five or six people a couple beginners, first marathons, you know, a couple intermediates going for personal best, and then Dina Castor going for uh, the course record. I didn't watch it before my first marathon, um, but I ran the Rochester Marathon. The next day, I lied in bed with my sore quads, and, you know, like, Oh boy, I'm a little sore for that big run I did yesterday. I happen to, uh, we have a little 24 inch TV in the bedroom and, um, 
I I found Spirit of the Marathon and I I watched it and it's to this day one of my favorite marathon movies mostly because I just I love Tina Castor like her book is great everything that 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 woman does is is amazing um but I sat there and I felt I felt like validated and vindicated like watching it like you know, um, and getting the meter, uh, was like a big thing. And so like you can watch these running movies and feel great about them, but somebody who's not used to running, who just sort of goes on Netflix and goes click, 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 and they can go, Oh, Barkley. And you know, we all have the thing of somebody asked you, has you ever run Barkley? And you're like, no, you missed the point. 40 people per year get in. So anybody you know has never got into Barkley. It's extreme. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. But some people, like Ellie Pell, who are roadrunners, they can go out onto trails. Maybe they're not primarily trail runners, but they can go out to trails and they can have fun. Roadrunners can see a thing and go, hey, I want to go do a thing and go and do it. You love running roads because you love going fast. But you can go into the woods, Ellie. Not when those deer flies are out there. Fuck that. (laughs) You totally burned down my whole thing. I wanted you to go, hell yes. And you're like, (laughs) hell yes. (laughs) Sorry, it's past my bedtime. Um, No, you're very right. But, like, I, I just, I struggle with Barkley just because I don't feel like that's anything close to what any ultra runner does. It is, it is 150 on a scale of zero to 100. So I'm like, if you want, if you're curious about ultra running, I'm not going to, sh- I'm not going to be like, yeah, you should watch this. That's nothing like what I do. Nope. I, I agree with you. Um, the one thing I will say is the the Barkley um, that's on Netflix, John Figverisi. He's the OG. Oh, he's great. I want him on the Trust Collective. Well, and what I will say is he represents to me what I think the approach of the ultra runner is. Calm, cool, collected. I'm not sure what it's going to do. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I've prepared as much as I can. I'm going to try as hard as I can. Well, but also he had been orienteering for like his whole like, so, okay. That's a little bit also different. Like he is not an every man that he's portrayed in the movie. He is so smart and he had been in orienteering hiking. He'd won ultras before. Like he wasn't this like Joe Schmo across the street. He's not. Well, what I'm saying is his approach is do the best I can. I've prepared the best I can. I'm going to do the best I can. It's a very Rochester Bannister approach. Yeah. Like when he did the four minute mile, he was like, it was kind of like a science experiment. That's how he looked at it. He was like, I'm going to see if I can do this. And he, I mean, he loved running, but I read his book and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a once a runner type of situation. It was more like these are what I'm going to do in my splits and this is what I'm going to hit and here's the weather and this might be why I didn't hit this one or this might be why this is faster. And then he did it. You know what? I'd be really interested to ask John 
I could agree with that and that it was very measured. It was very like realistic. This is why I think I might be able to achieve this. This is why I'm here. Uh, I think that would be an interesting question for John. Well, if I get to interview him on the Trails Collective, that will be my topic of conversation. So we, uh, we wandered down this trail because I was irresponsible and I started 15 minutes late tonight recording. Um, and we've talked about a number of people that are magnitudes more responsible than me. And we have not talked about you at all, Ellie. So what have you been up to this week? I think we should just transition into the food segment because that's what I've been up to. I mean, my running's the same, like nothing really, like nothing really cool. Nothing, not like just, it's the same. It's good. We need to know what you're running. I'm running in the humid heat. Like it's nothing and I'm not breaking any barriers. I'm just being consistent and being consistent. That's all I want to do. Not, like if I have a breakthrough performance, that probably means I'm going to be injured in two weeks. So that really is not what I'm, not what I'm looking for. You got a, a legit coach. Last time we checked in, you were just admitting to a legit coach. Yeah. Cause my training partners got injured. And so I needed to do something. <laughs> their fault. So you're training? Uh, no, it's been very good um, because right now we're doing all effort-based things and I look at my Garmin and sometimes it's just not very fast, but, you know, he's always there with a kind word and just very knowledgeable and very keeps me headed in the right direction. And, you know, some, like his workouts, very, they stress me in different ways. So, um yeah, I'm just, I'm content. And the only really new thing with me is that uh, on from Saturday till Tuesday, I took four days off of work because I just want to have four days with no responsibilities. That's my vacation. Is that forever, Saturday to Tuesday? No, just this four days. I just wanted four days with no responsibilities. I want to just take a little rest. Uh, I think this is a good point to transition into the food segment. All right. I made today for dinner. So last week we told you guys how to press tofu. So I did it again tonight, but then I crusted my tofu with everything but the bagel seasoning. And it was great. So how did you dry it? Did you press it? Did you do the hot water? Oh, I did the same thing. I did the freezing and then I... So actually, it's even quicker. I found that I can take it straight from the freezer, put it in the microwave for three minutes, and then squeeze the water out of the tofu like a sponge. Like, and it doesn't, it stays in the brick. It's crazy. And then it just soaks right, <laughs> soaks right in that, that, that. Microwave? I, that's the only time I, I really, I never use it. And I thought we were going to like need a microwave for all this stuff, but I really never use the microwave except for that. It might be because I eat everything cold now, but you know. It doesn't make it chewy? No, it's great. Because then I air fried it. It was good, Chris. I don't know. Do not believe. Well, you're going to have to... I'll have to make it for you. Send it to you in the mail. I can't imagine that tofu plus microwave equals 
anything good. It's just defrosting it. It's not cooking it. I, well, I want. I I believe in you, Ellie Pell. I believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What are you eating? Uh, so I've been eating tofu as well, but I've been I've been chopping it real small. I'm sort of chopping it up into quarter inch by quarter inch cubes. Spinach and beets and tofu and arugula and um, like mixing that all up with some cucumbers and some radishes. And that was my uh, that was my lunchtime salad this week. Nice. Yeah. I you know what? Radishes. The world needs to know about radishes. Our radishes are growing. They're so cute. They look like little Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. They're out they're out on our balcony. We're growing radishes. Awesome. My trial to decide if we're gonna uh, actually do a full on garden next year was um three tomato plants, a basil and a parsley. And um we have a tomato plant that's probably I don't know, five feet tall. Uh, maybe three feet wide. But my whole goal was like for my kids to learn, like if you can learn to bring these tomato plants to life, then we can start doing all of the other typical garden plants you might get. That sounds delicious. But uh, I want dad to have some help. Yeah, got to teach those kids how to weed. 